knowing Jesus and serving the Lord and five blessed benefits, we're going to see the text. Can, hey, let me ask you a question. Can I just be personal with you today? Is it all right if I be personal with you today? Can I just share personal testimony? Is that all right? Is that okay with everybody? All right, thank you. I just want to be personal with you. I got to thinking about all the messages we've heard this week, 15, 15, and all of them, in my opinion, were wonderful, tremendous, right on target, and the singing was just absolutely a blessing. And by the way, thank you for those ladies who are willing, we can depend on you. I appreciate it so much. We had a little change this morning, but, but knowing you're there to, to fill in and to, uh, to be blessed and to lead us in praise and worship is a lot to me. And it means a lot to me. And I want to say thank you, those who are leading our worship and praise. Now, uh, speaking of this blessed benefits, uh, here's where we're going this morning in our message. We're going to be talking about five blessed benefits. I love this text right here in the book of Psalm chapter 68 and verse 19. But let me go ahead and give you the five. Now, don't write them down yet because I'll have them on the screen. But here's where we're going. I'm sharing a personal testimony, and yet I want you to make personal application to what I'm sharing with you, okay? All right, number one. The first blessed benefit is here's my personal testimony. When I'm discouraged, is anybody discouraged today? Are you discouraged today? Have you been discouraged lately? Probably so. When I'm discouraged, here's my dilemma. Where can I go? And what can I do when I'm discouraged? When you're discouraged, where can you go? And what can you do? We're going to find that in Psalm chapter 68. And I want to draw your attention in a moment to verse 5 and 6. Number 2, there's a second blessed benefit that I find in this text, and it's this. Not only when I'm discouraged, but number 2, when I feel stressed and when I'm tempted to worry. Is there anybody here that's been under stress lately? Is there anybody here that's feeling uh, a temptation to be anxious well what do I do and where do I go we'll find out in a moment find it in verse 3 and 4 of Psalm 68 there's a third blessed benefit that I want to draw your attention I believe it'll be a blessing to you today and it's this number three uh, when I'm facing challenges where do I go and what do I do anybody here facing some challenges in your family Anybody facing some challenges in your finances? Anybody facing some challenges on your job? Anybody facing some challenges with your health? We all are facing challenges, every one of us. Where do I go, and what do I do, and where do you go, and what can you do? We'll find that in a moment in verse 3 and 4 of the uh, text of when I'm facing challenges. And then we'll see verse 28 of Psalm 68. And then number four, when I'm facing conflict resolutions. In other words, if I'm going through a time in my life when there may not be something right with my family or with my friends or with some other relationship, where do I go and what do I do? We'll find this clearly in chapter 68, verses 1 and 2. And then finally, number five, uh, the blessed benefit. What do I do when I don't know what to do? There's some of you today, you're here today, and you're wondering, what should I do about this situation? Should I sell my home? Should I not? Uh, should I get this another job, or should I not? Uh, should I, how should I respond to this situation with a loved one? Uh, they're doing this, and I don't really know what to do. Where do I go, and what do I do? And so, there's a quick outline of where we're going to be going in our text today. And we're looking at Psalm chapter 68. And verse number 19. Go back to Psalm 68, verse 19, if you'd like to stand. 
uh, one more time and read this wonderful text. I'm just going to read one verse, but keep your Bibles open to Psalm 68 because we're going to look there. And I have never, uh, I don't think I recall preaching a message from Psalm 68 uh, that I can recall, uh, maybe just isolated text, but the Lord has really dealt with this. Obviously, time won't permit to go into all of Psalm 68, but I'm reading, please, from verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. I love that. Every once in a while, God will bring me back to that. And really, some translations put it this, this way. He bears our burdens every day. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. And by the way, for the sake of those of you that are students of the Bible, you might note the word God and Lord is used various times in this text. For example, it's the word Elohim in verse number 2. It's the word Adonai in verse number 5. It's the word Jehovah in verse 15. It's the word uh, Shaddah and, uh, and uh, also and Jehovah in verse 17 again. And Jah or Yah as is pronounced, which is an abbreviation of Jehovah, is uh, in found in verse number 4. Blessed be the Lord, Yah, a abbreviation for, for Jehovah, Jah, or some pronounce that Yah. There's two different pronunciations for the word J-A-H, Yah. Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Selah. Father, I thank you now for the word of God. I thank you now, Father, for uh, how we've been refreshed and renewed in our hearts. Many have been awakened. And, oh, God, you stretch forth your hand of power in your church, and I bless you for it, and I thank you for the faithfulness of your people even today being here. Oh, God, we need you. I ask you for fresh cleansing in my heart, and, oh, blessed Lord, may you just get all the rest to us in these days. Deliver us from the evil one, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and every man. Our God, I pray that sinners will get to Jesus. And Father, the saints would, uh, oh Lord, would return to our first love. I bless you now for your blessed benefits. And God, I confess, the Lord, I'm a tinkling cymbal and a sounding brass without you. But I pray for, uh, Lord, supernatural, extraordinary extension of your presence and power in this place right now. And that you'll give us ears to hear and hearts to obey. When all said and done, we'll say to you be glory. Great things you've done. And we ask this in the name above every other name, the name of Jesus. Amen and amen and amen. You may be seated. Here's where we're going in the text today. As I mentioned just now, in Psalm 68, we find, number one, uh, the blessed benefit. Can I just be personal with you right now? When I get discouraged, I put it in when you, but I really was uh, aiming to say when I. And so I want you to put you in there, but I'm going to put I. When I get discouraged, when you get discouraged, where do you go and what do you do? I'm telling you, it's very easy in this world of ours to get discouraged. Is there anybody discouraged today? You don't have to raise your hand, but you know you've been discouraged lately. You know you've been down lately. You know that deep down inside there's... Uh, Things that are happening, maybe you can't control. Things that are happening that got you discouraged. And so what do you do? Where do you go when you get discouraged? Well, I want to draw your attention, please, to Psalm chapter 68. 
And then notice in verse number 5 and 6 of Psalm 68, a father of the fatherless and a judge of the widows is God in his holy habitation. I love verse 6. Look at verse 6. God setteth the solitary in families. He bringeth out those which are bound with chains, but the rebellious dwell in a dry land. You know what that word solitary means? It's an interesting word. It means the only ones. God set, God causes the lonely, as some translation put it, God causes the solitary, lonely, the only ones. Some translate that dearly. That the, the Lord, or darling, rather, the, the solitary, and I, I don't know about you, but this is a reference to dear to the heart of God. I thought about James 1 and 26, how the Lord spoke to my heart, how God loves widows and God loves orphans in distress. And you can read the Old Testament where the Lord talked about strangers and pilgrims and, and so forth and so on, how they, they uh, integrated into the culture and they practiced the worship of the people of God, namely Israel. And this is really a message to Israel. But the Lord says, and this is what the Lord was speaking to my heart about, he, he said it, the lonely. Is there anybody lonely in the house of God today? Have you been lonely lately? Oh, I didn't ask if you got a family. I know you got a family, but you can still be lonely. I didn't ask if you're married. I know you can still be married and yet still have a sense of loneliness. You can have a, a job and yet still feel isolated. And God says, this is a blessing to me, beloved. When you get discouraged, where do you go and what do you do? You go back to the Word of God. That's where you go. You go back to say, thank you, Jesus, that I might feel lonely. I might feel the only one. I might feel like an orphan. But, oh, listen, brother. Listen, sister. God says, I adopt you in my family. I thought about what the Apostle Paul said in the book of Ephesians chapter 1. He said, we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. He said, we've been chosen before the foundation of the world. He said, we've been adopted into the family of God. He said, God is predestined that we be conformed to the image of Christ. And then he says, we have been redeemed by his blood, Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. And furthermore, he said, we are sealed. I love that. Sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. You feel lonely today? You feel isolated today? You feel discouraged today? What do you do? Where do you go? I'm telling you, you can go to the Lord today. You don't have to stay discouraged. You don't have to stay depressed. You don't have to stay feeling lonely. You can go to the Lord because he says, I accept you in my son. I adopt you in my family. And now you're bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. Now we live and move and have our being in Jesus. Now out of our innermost being flows rivers of living water. You can say, thank God, the truth has set me free. I'm in Christ and Christ is in me, the hope of glory. Yes, I am the light of the world. Yes, I am the salt of the earth. Yes, now Christ is in me, the hope of glory. Yes, praise the Lord. When you get discouraged, I want to tell you, David learned to encourage himself in the Lord. Is there anybody here today that needs to encourage yourself in the Lord? I got a feeling there are. I got a feeling there are. Probably a large portion of people need to be encouraged today. I like this. God is loading. Blessings waiting for you. Please wait. Blessed benefits. The first blessed benefit is when I get discouraged. Where do I go? 
And what do I do? I'll tell you what I, where I go. And you know what I do? I go back and look at some of the pictures, what God did this week. I need somebody to help me. I'm going to bless the Lord. I want to tell you, brother. I want to tell you, sister. I'm telling you, I'm just sharing my heart today. Is that all right? I want to tell you something. Uh, Y'all ever get discouraged? Anybody else get discouraged? I, I get discouraged at times. I'll be honest with you. I'd rather be honest than lie about it. And, and so this encourages me. Look up here on this board. Now, I didn't get all the pictures that I really intended to get, but this is just some of them. Look at this. And, and, and the reason I was somewhat discouraged was because I, I was well aware of the fact that this time last year uh, on our teams as we're leading up to the camp meeting, there was... Uh, as I've mentioned numerous times, there were others on the team that had been promoted to heaven. I'm just being honest with you. You've heard me say it before, but I want to say it again. Kathy Arborough, Ruth Funderburg, Brother Julius Ruth, and Tommy Keenan. These, within the last year, uh, have gone on to be with the Lord, vital part of the team. And I just confess to you, you say, Pastor, you ought to have more faith. I understand that, but if you're a pastor and you're facing all this stuff and you know what's coming and you know all the people that are coming and you know all the demands that's going to be needed, uh, it can be, uh, in addition to all the other things, it can be somewhat dis disheartening and, and it's a test of faith, yes. But listen to me, look at me. It doesn't just happen automatically. God has to touch his people's heart to stand in the gap and to serve the Lord. And if the Lord doesn't do it, it won't get done. A pastor or preacher can stand up and plead all day long. But if God doesn't touch his people's hearts, and if the Lord doesn't move on his people, then it's a sinking ship. It's a, what can I say? It's a dud. <laughs> you know, you light a firecracker and it's a dud. You say, could that happen? It can. I've seen it, all right? I've experienced it. You've experienced it. So I'm just telling you the truth. Now, you might not have been discouraged, but I'm telling you, I've, you know, and, and it's easy to get discouraged these days. You know what the Lord wants to do. I told somebody the other day, isn't it amazing that, that, uh, that you feel like, as a pastor especially, you feel like sometimes you're fighting with people to get them to do what you know God wants them to do because you want to see them get blessed. And it's easier for me not to challenge you, and it's easier for me not to make you upset or make you feel uh, uncomfortable and just let you continue to, you know. But, but I, I'm, and, and it's, it's just, it's kind of ironic that, that my role, that, that I have to, I have to, uh, led by the Spirit of God, sometimes challenge you and me too. Why? To get us to do what God already wants us to do because He's going to bless that. Isn't that amazing? To get to, but, but you know, and I know we all kind of shy away sometimes of that, but I think you know what I'm saying. And it's not to be critical, it's not to throw rocks at you, it's not to say I don't love you, but I do love you. And I want what's best for you, I really do. God knows my heart. And, and, so, and so I know what the Lord blesses. And you know what the Lord blesses, but I also I know the flesh is weak. Also I know you're tired. Also I know you're distracted. And so I want to come alongside of the Holy Spirit. But you know what's really discouraging sometimes is when you see what God really wants to do in somebody's life and, and, and it's not happening. Why? For a number of reasons. That's very disheartening for a pastor especially. 
Jesus said concerning a pastoral role to feed the flock of God, lead the flock of God. And so if you love people, you're going to want what's best for them. You know that as a daddy. You know that as a mama. You want the blessings of God on your children. Sometimes you have to get out on the limb and, and say things in love uh, to get to them to, uh, you know, get refocused. Well, it can be very discouraging. I get sometimes disheartened. But wait a minute. I look at this picture and I see these who rose to the cause. Now, I didn't take these pictures, so I couldn't get everybody, okay? The pictures were already taken. I just happened to go back to the pictures. Now, not including there was Amy and Kathy Raven and who else? There were other uh, ladies who rose to the cause. And now, this might, might mean a lot to you, but it meant the world to me. And God blessed it. Let's just stop and praise the Lord. Amen. Will you praise the Lord for with me? Thank you, Father, for these dear ladies. And look at the smile on their face. Man, I'm telling you, the folks that came, the, the folks that came from all over churches in Florida and Georgia, they were here and we knew what was about. We knew we had to prepare. We knew we had to pray because the Lord was at, at work. And I'll be honest with you, Wednesday night was the culmination of all week long. And I could tell the Spirit of God was working in families and hearts on Sunday and Monday and Tuesday and then on Wednesday. It was such a sweet spirit. It was just, you know, Jesus said, by this shall all men know that you're our disciples if you have love one for another. And I'll tell you something what will happen. When a person who's not saved comes in an atmosphere like that, the Spirit of God begins to trouble them about their own condition before God. And that's what revival's all about. The saints get revived, renewed, refreshed. Sometimes it takes one or two or three or four days. And I'm, I, you know, and, and this is a, what, what it's all about. And then sinners come to Jesus. Isn't that a blessing? Oh, bless the Lord. Many of you are laboring. Many of you are working hard. Many of you are reaching out. And many of you are serving in Sunday school and children's church and, and Awanas and other nursery. Oh, listen. When you get discouraged, where do you go? And what do you do? You go to the Lord. Does anybody here need to go to the Lord today? Number two, not only when you're discouraged, but what about when you're stressed? And what about when you're tempted to worry? Where do you go and what do you do? Look at Psalm 68 and verse 3 and 4. Look over here in Psalm 68, verse 3 and 4. But let the righteous be glad and let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. Sing unto God, sing praises to his name, extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah. Or Jah, that's that abbreviation for Jehovah I mentioned to you earlier. And, by the way, the word Jehovah means self-existing. There's various names for God in this text, as I've already mentioned. Elohim means the almighty, supreme being. And then these other words have significant meaning as well. But he said, rejoice before him. What is God saying to us today? I think the Lord is saying this. When you get stressed and when you get, feel like you, you're worried a little bit. Come on now, let's be honest. How many of you have been a little worried lately? You know, you can come to revival meeting and camp meeting and yet still remain in a state of anxiety. You might get a breakthrough temporarily, but then other things happen. How many know there's always something happening? Can I get a witness? Always something happening all the time. And just because you got victory yesterday don't mean we, need, we don't need to get victory today. It's a day-by-day -day moment, by moment, yielding and surrendering to Jesus as Lord. Can I tell you all something that happened to me speaking of worry and speaking of stress? Look at this. Uh, you know, Pastor, you, I'm just sharing my heart, okay? I'm being honest with you. 
Just because we say, oh, I can't meet him. By the way, I thought it was a great job. The promotion, the advertisement, radio, uh, uh, on the radio, but, but not only that, but the banners. And uh, Katie put it in the paper two weeks in a row. There were banners out on the roadside. Uh, there was these brochures mailed out. So, and you say, but, but that's not where it's all, but, but it takes that, and I thank God for it. You see, here's the bottom line. In, in a meeting like this, or even try to apply it to your own life or your own family, uh, when you really want God to bless, the Lord expects you, watch this, to put the wood in place. It don't just automatically happen. You don't just snap your fingers and say, oh, well, okay, sera, sera, whatever be will be. Rather, we cooperate with the Lord, and when God leads us to do things, we put the wood in place ready for the fire to fall. If the wood's not in place and the fire falls, it's not going to be consumed, the sacrifice. And so I'm saying this, as we prepared for this, and as we knew the challenge, I'll talk about that in a moment, that, that it's important that, uh, and now look at this, this was such a blessing to me. When I get discouraged, where do I go and what do I do? When I'm stressed. <laughs> stressed about what? Stressed about all the things that are involved. Stressed about life itself. Stressed about, you know, other, uh, you know, you're, some of you are stressed on your job maybe or stressed about your physical condition. I don't know. But I know this. I just took a look at right over here. This was on Monday night. Look at what God did. The Lord sent a number of people from other churches. But look at the ones that came from New Rocky Creek and from other churches. Now, it's not all about crowd and size of crowd, but if there's, a, there's people there, they're going to get blessed by God and, and they're going to participate as the Spirit of God. And furthermore, it's supporting what the Lord is doing in His local church. And I just want to say, thank you, Lord, for what you did. Amen. I will stop right there and have a praise break. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. You know, often we don't give God glory when we pray about things. And I'm, I'm as uh, uh, negligent as anybody here. When we pray for God to bless, we pray for God. We trust the Lord. But things don't just happen just because we think they will. There's a lot of work. And there's a lot of hard work that you went above. And many of you were here and supporting and uh, praying and working and laboring. And, and I just said, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you for what you did among your people. And so, what do you do? Where do you go when you feel stressed and worried? How many of y'all like to eat at Cracker Barrel? Let me see your hand. All right, those that didn't raise your hand, I was going to give you a gift certificate. Now I'm not. <laughs> Sorry, you snooze, you lose. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't going to give you a gift certificate, but I said I was. I was at uh, Cracker Barrel not long ago, and I saw this right here. This is, you know what this is? Had anybody seen this? I said, God, I, I want to I get that. I feel like, I, Lord, maybe you might want to use that someday. And here it is. It's a worry stone. You ever seen a worry stone? Anybody seen this worry stone? I got it, Cracker Barrel. Here's what it says. Let me show you this worried stone. Here's what it is. What do you do? Where do you go when you're worried? And somebody may be worried today. Hey, here's this worry stone. It's a clear, it's a clear, uh, I don't know, made out of hard plastic, or I'm not really sure what the material is right here, but it's got an angel inside, and it's got a, a, a cross on this angel. Hang with me. Don't cut me off yet. And so I said, I'm going to get this worried stone. Why? Because it, it was intriguing and it was interesting. And as I read it, I thought, hmm, okay, listen to what it says. Now hang with me. I'm going somewhere with this, okay? Don't cut me off yet. It says, carry this stone in your pocket or purse to use as a worried stone. 
As you hold this, I got this at Wal uh, not Walmart, but at Cracker Barrel. That's my second favorite place to go. As you hold this stone in your hand, allow yourself to feel comfort and peace flowing into your life. Imagine yourself letting go of your worries and hurts. Place the stone in an area, and each time you see it, you will think positive. Remember, attitude can change everything. Explanation mark. Give the stone as a gift to a friend, someone you love, or pass it along to a stranger. Know this stone has found its way to you for a reason. Use this stone in whatever way you feel. For each person, it may have different feelings. Uh, I don't know what you think about this, but, and if this works for you, that's fine. For me, I care less about a stone, okay? Jesus is my stone. And, 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 and I'm not knocking it, but I, I, when I saw that, I thought, now y'all, yeah, there it is right there. Y'all let me know now. Uh, sometimes we worry, we have anxiety. Uh, and if a stone works in your pocket, you be the judge there. But I'll tell you what works, praying, praying, seeking God works when you're anxious. Can you hear me? What are you going to do? Where are you going to go? Why are you carrying all this worry? You don't have to. You can be free. Paul put it this way, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving that your request be known to God. Then the peace of God that passes all understanding. Money can't buy it, the world can't give it. It'll guard. The word guard there is garrison. Guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but when, I, when I'm tempted to, to worry, when I'm stressed, you know what I do? And will you follow me? And will you do this? I, I, I'm learning about this. I hadn't, I hadn't <laughs> uh, you know, mastered this but i'm learning like you are i go to my lord in prayer and i just get down and say god there's some things that uh, uh lord some things i can't control and you know what happens inevitably when i begin to pray about things i'm worried about you know what happens i'll tell you what happens all of a sudden i, I start looking at my problems smaller than they really seem and, and because i'm looking at god he's a lot bigger than my problem and see, that's why we worry is our problem seems magnitude. I mean, it means like it's an insurmountable mountain. But when we say, God, I'm going to pray about it, we say, oh, God, you're way bigger than my problem. You're way bigger than my worry. So what do you do when you don't know what to do? Where do you go when you don't know where to go? I'll tell you where you go. You go to the Lord. Blessed benefits. That's the title of the message today. You want to tell you blessed benefits? I'll tell you, this is a blessed benefit right here. I saw this picture and I said, I, gotta, I need to take that. Why? People at their post of duty. People there serving the Lord, willing to be an usher, willing to serve God, willing to greet each other. How I many know greeters are very important? Very important. When people walk in the door, man, I'm sometimes discouraged. You're sometimes discouraged. And man, when I walk down that hall and I see the men standing at the door, they got a bullet in their hand. <laughs> I say, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For what you're doing what do you do number three when you're facing challenges what do you do when you're facing challenges God daily blessed be the Lord who daily loaded us with benefits let's say that together blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits one more time blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits you know what one writer said he said this I thought about this he said, God loads us with so many benefits, we can't even, we can't carry them all. <laughs> we can't handle, man, it just get overloaded. You know what I started to do today? I was thinking about it, praying about the message, and, 
And the Lord uh, almost had me to bring a wheelbarrow and roll it around. Say, man, God just loads your wheelbarrow. Now, there's some of us sitting here today thinking, you know, but God, uh, things are going wrong in my life. And, and, and I can't get a breakthrough here. And, and Lord, I, I'm feeling stressed and I'm feeling worried. Well, count your many blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God has done. How many are thankful to God for your help today, amen? And the blessings of God today. God just daily loads us with benefits. Here's my problem, here's your problem. You're focused on the negative things in your life. Hello. When I focus on all the negative things in my life, it robs me of praise. It, it depletes my heart of thanksgiving to God. And so today, would you just for a moment Put away the negative things in your life. Put away the cynical things in your life. Put away the critical things in your life. And say, God, you daily load me with benefits. Blessed benefits. Blessed benefits. When I'm facing a challenge, number three, where do I go? <laughs> Look at this. When I'm facing a challenge, how many know that... Uh, and I know uh, Katie, for example, ought to be standing up shouting about the nursery, uh, having somebody to keep the nursery. Amen. 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 Thank you. And 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 that Brooke and and uh, oh my uh, and uh, Allie. Thank you. I started to say Allison. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, look at them. Y'all see them? Look, look. They got a smile on their face. Man, don't you love that? Don't you love that? Serving the Lord. And this is the big challenge I have and you have. You serve the Lord for a length of time and, and all you see the good, the bad, and the ugly. How many know what I'm talking about? In a church, when you're serving the Lord, you, you, you see all kind of stuff, the good, the bad, the ugly. But it takes God to sustain us to have an attitude of thanksgiving and to have a uh, not be ugly, not be bitter, but continue to smile. I need that every day. Because I'm human and you're human too. Things happen. People say things, don't say things, do things, blah, 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 blah. We can go on and on. And by the way, if you're not careful, y'all listen to me. I love you, but listen to me. If you're not careful, you can leave church on Sunday morning after Sunday school and church or being here. And, and if you're not careful, listen, listen, I've been there, done that. All that you're going to think about is the negative things that happened that day instead of what God is doing. And see, this is the way you get to be a Pharisee real quick. This is the way you greet the Holy Spirit real quick. And this is why you and I have got to pray through this stuff all the time. Where do I go? What do I do when I'm facing a challenge? Joshua said, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Joshua said, have I not commanded thee to be strong? God did to Joshua. Have I not commanded thee to be strong and of good courage? Fear thou not, neither be thou dismayed. I am thy God. I'll be with thee whithersoever thou goest. Look at this. I'm going to back up just a minute and go back to the next, not only when you're facing stress and temptation, but when you're facing a challenge. And God says through uh, the psalmist, give me strength, Lord, when you're facing a challenge. I believe some of us are facing challenges today. Blessed benefits. Number four, when you're facing, here it is, conflict resolution. Where do you go? What do you do? Psalm 68, 1 and 2. Look at this. Psalm 68, 1 and 2. Go back to Psalm 68 for a moment. Look at verse 1 and 2. Let God arise. I like that. Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Let them 
also that hate him flee before him, and smoke is driven away. So drive them away as wax melteth before the fire. So let the wicked perish at the presence of God. Can I tell you something? Let God arise, his enemy be scattered. You all know, have you been keeping up with the news lately? Do you know how many Christians are being killed and persecuted all across America and all across our world? Have y'all been keeping up the news lately? And, 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 and I'm not going to get on a political rant here, but I noticed that some of the uh, politicians are calling it, uh, they were at Easter, uh, they, they were at, uh, you know, they, they, they are saying Easter worshipers or, or Easter participants, they're not saying Christians. You just might want to note that when you hear different ones talk about the persecution that's happening all across not only America and, and synagogues and, and Jewish uh, uh, places as well as churches all across uh, this world and Sri Lanka and other places. You know, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. We know that this is going to happen. But, but what do you do? Where do you go when you're facing conflict resolution? How many know that uh, that you're facing them and I'm facing, we're always facing conflict resolution. You know, for example, uh, how many parents would know that isn't it just wonderful when your children do everything that you want them to do? How many know that don't happen? Hello. And, and wouldn't it be wonderful if, if everybody in your family, and wouldn't it be wonderful if everybody in the church did everything that they were supposed to do? But oftentimes, somebody will drop the ball. And somebody else has to pick up the ball. But we work as a team. And so, and so uh, it, it hurts the team when you drop the ball. Hello. It hurts the team when you drop the ball. And uh, we depend on everybody. And, and I know sometimes things happen. But, but being at your post of duty and, and being able to fulfill your responsibilities is absolutely important. It's absolutely important. And so, what do you do? Conflict resolution. I'll tell you what you do. You go to the Lord and you say, Dear God, uh, I need... I'm going to go back to where I was going right there. You go, you say, Lord, uh, I, need, I need wisdom. Is there anybody here that's got some things you're dealing with in your family? Probably so. you probably got some issues that maybe you don't know what to do. Forgiveness and reconciliation is vital, especially for a Christian. And restoring our brothers and sisters is very vital in the Christian life. And so, conflict resolution. What do you do? Where do you go? Man, I tell you, blessed benefits. Some of you today are sitting here today and you got some conflict on your mind and resolution that need to take place. What I mean by conflict resolution? I mean, I mean, watch this. I mean, getting God in on your relationships. Getting God in and use and letting the Spirit of God lead you to deal with things. And, and we have to deal with things all the time. But doing it in a way that honors the Lord. And I don't know about you, but I need godly wisdom all the time. And you do too. We all need it. Blessed benefits. God said, I'll give it to you. Lord, I need it. And I find that, again, uh, these challenges we have. Can I tell you something happened to me this past week? Well, it was a little bit ago. Speaking of conflict resolution, uh, I went to get my hair cut, and uh, anyway, I don't always get to make an appointment because I never know when I'll get to run in and run out, and uh, just have to do that according to schedule. Well, I ran in this uh, place where I sometimes drop by, get my hair cut, and, and so I sat there in this chair, and uh, I like to use this as an opportunity to talk about the Lord, 
and not beat people over the head about Jesus, but anyway, just find out people and share the love of Christ if the opportunity avails. I'm sitting there in the chair, and this uh, lady uh, is here, and she's got scissors in her hand and a razor in her hand. And I just uh, felt impressed of the Lord. I said, can I ask you a personal question? That's all I said. Can I ask you a personal question? She said, no, I don't know you, and I don't want to hear about Jesus anymore. I thought, well, she's had a bad hair day. Hello. <laughs> and she said, I'm tired of you Christians always bashing everybody. And she said, I'm a Unitarianism, and, uh, and I just, uh, I'm sick and tired of people telling me I'm going to hell. I thought, well, if she had scissors in her hand and a razor in her hand, I thought I better be quiet, right? Man, she's standing behind me. I said, wow, boy, this came out of nowhere. I'm talking about conflict resolution. Are you with me? And I said, boy, bless the Lord. Uh, and, and I just, I was sitting there praying after that. Somebody say amen. And I said, uh, I said, uh, uh, I said to her, I said, are you discouraged? I asked her, are you discouraged? That's the only thing that came to my mind at the time. Are you discouraged? And I could see her just kind of melt. I didn't bash her, didn't say, yes, you are going to hell. Yes, if you're Unitarian. I, I, I thought, it. Uh, hello. And, and I wanted to say it, but it wasn't the proper time at that moment. And by the way, everybody in the whole business stopped what we're doing. She was so loud. Everybody the, the, the cut her hair. They turned around. You could hear a pin drop. She just ran and raved for about two or three minutes. Have you ever been in that situation? <laughs> hey, I love it. Don't you love it? And, and, and then finally, after she finished uh, ventilating, um, they turned around and started working on their, you know, people and stuff. And I said, are you discouraged? And she said, well, you know, I've been doing this almost 20 years. And, and she began to talk a little bit about stuff and I wish I could tell you that the time the, uh, I was able to talk with her more, but I wasn't. I was kind of ready to get out of the chair. Amen. <laughs> hey, anyway, Lord willing, I'm going to go back and talk with her. I'm going to tell you her name, but her first initial starts with A. And so I'm going to go back and talk with her. Lord willing, someday, if the Lord wills, I'm talking about conflict resolution. We face it all the time. And people, watch this, people are mad. We live in an age of rage. People are mad, and they are, you know, hot-headed. As the temperature gets hot, people get hot. So, so we need to be ready, right? What do you do? Where do you go? Blessed benefit. How are you going to deal with somebody that's hot-headed? You're going to say, tell them all? Well, that might shut the door, give them an opportunity to wish. I'm not saying if they try to harm you, you shouldn't defend yourself, but I'm just saying... I'm saying, how do you deal with conflict? How do you deal with it? Do you deal with it? You sweep it on the rug? You pray about it? You ask God to help you? You carry around a grudge? You're mad right now. Why? You got a grudge right now. You're angry with somebody now. You're mad at somebody now. You need to deal with it. We need to deal with it. Why? Blessed benefits. God said you don't have to walk around with a, a chip on your shoulder. You don't have to walk around uh, with a bad attitude. Oh, yes. I'm talking about blessed benefits now, finally, and I'm done. The last but not least, and that is uh, number number five. That is, what do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when you don't know what to do? 
God is so good, isn't he? I said the Lord is good, isn't he? Yes, he is. He is good. I want to praise the Lord. I just came today to praise the Lord. I want to thank the Lord. You know why? Can I tell you? Now, now I prayed about this, and I said, Lord, I don't want to be, I don't want to be glorying in the flesh. I don't want to rob you of glory, but I want to share with our church family how good God is. And I want to just, Lord, give you glory for what you've done. Uh, what do you do when you don't know what to do? I, I was facing back there in November the possibility of trying to finish uh, some of the schoolwork that the Lord had called me to do. I don't hunt and fish. I don't, you know, play baseball, football, and stuff like that like I used to. I don't have hobbies per se. And so I said, Lord, maybe, and I, the Lord put it in my heart to study the Bible as a, you can call it a hobby or whatever, in addition to preaching. And so the Lord led me to go and study Bible prophecy. And so I appreciate your support and your prayers. And, uh, but yet I was faced with a big challenge. What do you do when you don't know what to do? What do you do when you don't know what to do? And so I say this to God be the glory. God is so good, I would never imagine one of the tasks that I had to complete was a, what they call a dissertation. And Lord willing, we'll be going, as I said, Wednesday this week. And this is a, this is a mountain. This is a big stone mountain for me at least. And the Lord uh, led me back in November. Normally it takes about a year. Listen to this. I'm saying this to God be the glory. Not bragging or boasting, but you're praying for me, and that means a lot to me. I mean, i tell you the honest truth. I started on this thing in November now, and the professor said, no, there's no way you can finish this. No way possible. And they said, uh, normally students take a year or two years to finish a dissertation. Well, I said, I don't know. I just don't know. The Lord willing, I plan to, to, to finish this. And so I said all that to say I had about uh, December the 18th was my deadline from November the 1st to December the 18th to write this, 150 pages. And so uh, and in addition to work a full-time job, 50, 60, 70 hours every week, preaching on radio and preaching seven times a week. And I said, Lord, and many of my friends were saying, man, you ought to take a couple of days, a couple of weeks off for vacation to do this. I said, no, I'm going to trust God to do it. When I'd get home at night, I'd type and type and type and type. I'm saying this to young people, okay? Young people. I'm telling you what God is, will do. I'm telling you what God will do. He'll, he'll enable you to do what you can't do of your own. Typing and typing and typing and reading books piled up on the, on the table. And I'm saying, Lord, I can justify what I'm doing because I... With your help, I'm going to implement it into the local church, studying Bible prophecy, teaching on Bible prophecy. You know, I got a passion for it. And so, and so I said, God, there's no way possible. We're talking about 150 pages and 450 footnotes and all of that stuff. And uh, to God be the glory. My, I just, it was a daunting task. You ever been, you ever, you're facing something right now that you say, Lord, there's no way I can do it. I can't continue to live feeling lonely. I can't continue to deal with the problems of my family, my children and grandchildren. I don't know if I can continue to handle this. Y'all look at me. You can with the help of God. I just want to praise the Lord this morning and say, God, you sure have been good to me, and I thank you for your goodness. Let's stand together, can we?